This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. is Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is sponsored by the Sky Blue Tavern. My name is Tom Ward and I'm pleased to be joined this evening by Ross. Good evening, Wardy, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. How are things with you? Yes, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, waiting for a signing to sort of, you know, yeah. summer rolling, really. But. Yeah, as I say, everyone's getting a little bit touchy, you know, it's that, uh, that stage of the season. It, Twitter's a bit of a mess with, with rumours. It, it, it's silly season, isn't it? All the good work Mark Robbins has done, everyone forgets and thinks, oh, why have we not signed Messi yet, you know? <laughs> exactly, uh, exactly. Um, but we're not here to talk about that this evening. Um, really pleased to say we've actually been joined by Dal Dillon, who is the owner and managing director of Dillon's Brewery, um, also the Spire Bar, and of course, the Sky Blue Tavern. Um, great to have you here, Dal. And yeah, really appreciate you taking some time out to, to speak to us. Uh, thank you, Tom, Ross, for having me on. It's a pleasure to be uh, joining you guys on the uh, on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, good to have you here. And, you know, the main reason why I've got you here really is for anyone who doesn't already, um, Skybees Extra has recently forged a partnership with the Skybees Tavern and, and with Dylan's, um, where we're ultimately going to be working together to bring the Skybees fans some really cool content, competitions, events and more. Um, so, yeah, Dal, really pleased that we're we're going to be working together and hopefully some some fun stuff going to be happening over the next few months. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. So... To kick things off, uh, then Dal, obviously, you know myself, and I, I, I guess we, I probably speak on the behalf of a lot of uh, Coventry fans and, and people of Coventry might not know, you know, who you are in terms of as, as a person and your background and everything. So I mean, obviously, it's maybe like a whistle stop sort of uh, tour. Just a bit about you, your, you know, your, your background and uh, where you're from originally, and, and you know, all that sort of, you know, uh, lovely stuff. You know, a bit about <laughs> a bit about you, I guess. Um, so I was born in uh, Greenwich in London, uh, back in the, the late seventies and, um, 
supporting teams, football. Uh, I would say originally a Man United supporter. My father came over in the early 60s to England and I think uh, he was kicked out of school and uh, I think all he ever saw on TV was Dennis Law and George Best. I think they were the first words he picked up uh, from Punjabi to English and uh, we naturally all become United supporters. And then as we started to formulate our own opinions, we lived in Charlton uh, okay. and uh, and uh, my dad used to take us to can't watch Charlton Athletic and uh, when we could afford it went to go and see United now and again uh, but generally as a family we're just footballing fans so went to go and see Arsenal when we get to see Arsenal Charlton England whatever opportunity we had it was all about football at the end of the day and an appreciation of football players overall so yeah great rivalry between all the all the great clubs but you got to give respect where respect's due and so <laughs> If the other team has has a great player, you've got to give them the juice. So, uh, and then when uh, you know, talking about speaking of football teams, and when I came to Coventry in 2014, um, there wasn't the noise about football in the city wasn't massive, purely because they weren't around uh, in terms of uh, uh, as much as they should be in, in the city. Yeah. And obviously, uh, moving away, playing away in Birmingham. Uh, obviously takes a little bit of the limelight away from the sea itself. But uh, ever since they've been back, it's been a, a massive fury. And I, I think naturally, uh, with no sort of commercial element involved, myself and the, and the rest of the team at Dillon's have become uh, honorary Coventry City supporters. Yeah. And, we're, and we're chuffed to bits being there. You know, we, 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 uh, we uh, cry and, 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 and uh, <laughs> sing uh, as uh, based on the team's results. So uh, we're, we're completely besotted. Uh, by that, that, that's what we want to hear. I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, I, I 2014, I'm trying to think, Wally. I mean, that would have been uh, Northampton. Wouldn't it? it would have been I was gonna say. Northampton, I think. That, 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 was, yeah. that was a toxic time. I think that sort of year when I think of um, yeah, the, the city and the, the people and the, the, the club. I, I've never, I think that was probably when it was one of its most sort of disconnected periods. But getting on back to your, your football, Dad, did you play? Did you play football at all? What was your position? So, so my my dad used to play football, and uh, uh, only up until uh, sort of uh, his early twenties, and he was a winger. Uh, then uh, my brother, a much better footballer than myself, he sort of like used to play midfield up until uh, not. I think used to play five a side and seven side uh, even up until recently. I've played since I was about sixteen or seventeen. Um, Never any good at it. Just uh, really? I'd make a mess in the defensive midfield position. I think people were just happy with that, though. I just uh, I think I did more of a, a messy Roy Keane role at the messy uh, Roy uh, Keane. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, wow, yeah 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 very very messy messy uh, Roy Keane <laughs> role at the back. And uh, uh, I only uh, and I stopped playing actually uh, about eighteen months ago. I lost my ACL and MCL uh, in a uh, in an accident and. Uh, I haven't played since then. I've had the odd kickabout, but yeah, my my aim is in the next year or so to get back to five a side or seven a side. But yeah, love football seriously. It's 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 uh, it's my favourite sport. My kids, the whole fam. It's it it is what it is. It's amazing. No, it's it, yeah, it's great. I mean, ACL and MCL, all in all in one, one all in one hit, nice. all in one wow, hit, goodness. all in one hit. Yeah, yeah, that is. Uh, it's not nice. It's not nice to say the least. And and, and the worst thing is. Uh, you're out on all the morphine for the operation. It's a bloody rehabilitation afterwards, and it's still really? going. I'm 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 12 months post-operation, and yeah, 
still still plugging hard at it and today yeah i guess this i guess it's you know i can't imagine sort of i mean what was that so it's what, like a year or so you had to sort of stop playing football i mean i guess i guess it affects so much not just the things you enjoy like that you know i mean it must be it must be very difficult you know having it's, it's hard because i think um playing i was playing football um well uh, 87 and woodlands and, and around places around coventry uh two to three times a week for, for several years and that is where most of my fitness came from. And then suddenly to stop that and then try and pretend to be a gym goer or something mm-hmm. else, it's really hard. It's really hard to sort of try and adapt to a different type of uh, uh, exercise. Uh, whereas football, it just doesn't feel like exercise because it's so much fun. Yeah, you know, so it's, true, the, 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 Yeah, the banter is just, it's just, it's uncomprehensible. It's just, you know, with, with the guys on the pitch at the end of the day, it's just like a laugh and a joke for a couple of hours rather than any form of exercise. Yeah, so, it's weird. Yeah. Like sometimes, like I've had it a couple of times where you like you track the stats when you played or whatever, and it's like I've done five k on the pitch, and you're like, if I just ran five k in a straight row, oh. I'd be bored out of my mind. Yeah, but absolutely. Five k on the pitch, you're like, oh, I was, don't even feel tired. Like I'm ready to play another game, kind of thing. So you know, I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's disguised yeah. running, isn't it? You know, playing yeah. football or any sports. <laughs> you got a purpose, and sort of, right? <laughs> yeah, and then and then suddenly you find that extra burst of energy. You know, if you find yourself in a position to score a goal or something, you find that extra sprint that you wouldn't be able to what find if I was just running from lamppost to lamppost or something on a big uh, on a big run. So no, I uh, certainly agree about that. So obviously you love your football, big passion, and your whole family, big football sort of fans, and enjoy watching the game. And how about obviously you're you're a businessman as well, so you got the sports side. What? How? When did you get into sort of you're interested in business, you know, how did that start? And uh, yeah, what, what's sort of the, the origins of sort of Dow the businessman? Um, well, it's, it's, it's a little bit follows through from my, my father. My father uh, kicked out of school at a very early age and he had to be quite entrepreneurial to make a living for himself. And uh, I think uh, he was everything from a hod carrier. And he was like 16 or 17 and ended up working in a gearbox factory down in, uh, in Greenwich. And then, um, Slowly, um, his entrepreneurial side took over, and he and he was a market trader. Uh, so seeing him go from one thing to another, from a market trader, he bought, uh, he just bought a shop and turned it into a supermarket. From there, he went into beer wholesaling, supplying pubs and clubs, restaurants around London, beer. And I was just there. My brother and I were there for the journey with him, and um, we um, just saw him do his thing, and um, I joined. Well, I've been working with him since I was doing my A-levels. And he asked me, he said, do you want to join the business after uni or do you want to uh, do you want to sort of go and do your own thing? I said, you know what? I, I live and breathe this stuff already, so let me do that. So I started selling beer um, when I left uni and carried on doing that. Unfortunately, in the, uh, in the last recession back in 2008, uh, we had to sort of close down due to economic conditions. And then um, I went off and did a few... Uh, interesting piece of work did a bit of recruitment opened a recruitment company up uh opened a social media company up sold those off but i had an itch to get back into the beer business and um i started doing um uh dipping my toe into running events supplying all the beer for events um in the uh, asian wedding scene we have a very very big weddings and a lot of beer and alcohol consumption so I, i got into that initially and then i thought wouldn't it be nice to get the uh, bride and groom their own personalized beer? Mm. And I thought, okay, I could, I could dip my toe in the water here by having low costs and setting somewhere up in the Midlands rather than London, because London is a bit unforgiving. 
you can't make many mistakes and live to tell the tale in London purely because the rents are so high, labor so high. Um, it's just the costs are extortionate. So um, pick the Midlands, uh, a couple of hours drive from, from London and um, set up the brewery on a small scale initially, uh, just seeing how it goes. And then uh, just carried on producing a beer. Yeah, carried on producing a beer, got a decent, very, very good uh, head brewer involved, Pedro, got a good team, a uh, chap called Gordon on board, uh, sales guy, Kevin, a number of people to me to mention, and um, brewery went from strength to strength. Uh, and now we, we saw a number of opportunities um, pre-COVID, uh, as in the, the link up with, uh, with Coventry City, and uh, a number during COVID as well. So it's just a, it, it's just been a, it's just having an eye for opportunities to come up and, and and seeing we can capture them at the right time. Really amazing. Well, well that, it's incredible, like you say, to see those opportunities. And I guess so. It sort of led on to my next question: is what made you choose? You said looking in the Midlands. What made you choose Coventry? What was the sort of what was the opportunity that you saw in Coventry for the brewery to start with? Um, Funny enough. Uh, Truth be told, Coventry wasn't the initial destination. I think it's just kismet that I ended up being in Coventry. It really was just destiny because um, I'm forging the relationships I have here and so forth. My initial, <laughs> the, the brewery initially was going to be in Melton Mowbray, oh, believe it or not. Well, just funnily north- enough, that, that's where I'm hoping to get my first house in Melton Mowbray. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. That's, okay. That's, Fantastic. Yeah. So what happened was there was, um, so at the time, uh, and... Uh, I'm not I'm not 100% certain about the, these things here, but the chairman of British Airways at the time, or former chairman, owns a lot of land in Melton Bury around that area. And um, there was a sort of a, a derelict warehouse, which I was going to take on board. Uh, went down, literally done all the paperwork. At the last minute, I just realised that it's just in the middle of nowhere. Because uh, while doing the, while doing the paper, I envisaged that maybe having a tap house, maybe this, maybe that. I thought, you know what, people are going to really struggle to get to this location because it was in the middle of nowhere. So uh, we uh, sort of kindly sort of passed that offer over, and I suddenly started looking. And I've already ordered the beer equipment, so I literally had only days to find a new place. So I went online, whatever else, and then um, came across this unit in Coventry. Now, where we've moved to in Coventry, where our brewery is, and I, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have been there, know where it is, that site was pretty much dead as a doornail. It really was. The chap who who showed the site to me um, left the keys with me the day I saw it and said, if you like it, just here's the keys, take it, we'll sort something out <laughs> tomorrow. Because they literally wanted people on the site. Because wow. this particular unit had been empty for years. It pretty much was like dead as a doornail around there and yeah I, I was happy uh, w- w- with the terms and I took it um, and in 2014 it was uh, it was a it was a moment we got the, got the unit there and started moving brewery equipment in very very small initial brewery equipment but yeah so Coventry Amazing. was just it was a bit of a fluke actually but it's, it's turned out to be a, a great opportunity, really, really good opportunity overall. Yeah, it's amazing, really, that, that how it worked out. I was going to say, um, I know you, you're there on match days, um, sort of, you know, welcoming people in and stuff. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, have you, ever, have you ever stood there and looked at all those fans and thought, do you know what, I'm glad I didn't go to Melton Motorway. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But the funny thing was, the, 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 the stadium wasn't used, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it wasn't as, things weren't as busy as they were back in 2014. So I didn't even consider 
the Rico at the time, as it was called, didn't even consider the stadium there, just purely mm. looking at the site itself, didn't even consider any potential opportunities that could come from the stadium itself. That would have been a, you know, yeah. a, a long shot. But as time's gone on and people have seen the value of our brand in the area, they've seen that we could be a real resource and a real sort of like uh, totem pole for people to sort of uh, approach and come to. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, that must have been a little bit of a stroke of luck as well, because you could have been anywhere in Coventry, right? And to be next to the football stadium, I guess, you you know, when we returned, you, your mind started, must have been thinking, right, there must be a big opportunity here, right? Because one of my points I was going to go on to, but might as well talk about now, was I think we've always said the match day experience hasn't been great in Coventry for Coventry fans. And, you know, I think obviously having the brewery and having the tavern, it, it seemed, I don't know if you deliberately spotted it as a gap in the market or whether it was a bit of a fluke, but it feels like Dylan's have kind of been quite a big part of that sort of transition in improving that. So as I said, being, being, being football fans ourselves, everyone uh, at the firm's a football fan uh, from just one team to another, uh, but genuine football fans. When we saw the negativity around uh, the city about the views of, the experience, uh, the club, this, that, uh, you know, the, the whole match day thing and, you know, how they have to travel this far or people aren't doing enough. Uh, we approached the club and said, look, you know, we think there's a, there's a, there's a gap in the market. There's an opportunity here to change things around. And yes, the risk will be uh, on us rather than yourself. Um, what do you think? And the club was super, super supportive. I mean, no, no question. It wasn't a case of we were there, you know, deliberating for eons. It pretty much was, yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Let's go ahead with it. So when I hear stories about the club sort of taking a, you know, not doing right and all this kind of stuff, it hasn't been my experience. They've been very, very supportive mm. and very encouraging uh, with our ideas uh, and, and forging this new relationship between uh, club uh experience of going to one of these venues uh, and the supporters it's just been very joined up thinking there uh, but yeah, yeah it's it, it takes time it takes time it's it's not perfect yet but it, it's it's moving in the right direction to say the least you're listening to sky blues extra yeah i was going to say you guys have probably got involved with the club at a time where things have got a lot better i think we all feel like the communication and the community and the fan connection is a lot stronger and better than it used to be obviously clearly being promoted to the championship and being back in Cov is all going to help that. But I do feel like, you know, under Dave body, the club feels like it's moving in the right direction. So I suppose, yeah, you guys obviously sort of come in at that time, which is, which has been great. Um, I was going to ask around, you mentioned obviously the brewery, like, was it always just supposed to be a brewery? Like, or did you have ambitions of having bars in Coventry and bits like that? Or did that just come later on as you sort of grew? So uh, initially, I had no aspirations of having uh, any bars. We, the, the, when I set the brewery up, I did some uh, early construction in the unit and built a small bar in there, which we've got pictures of an old, I think, in historical, we've got pictures of it. It's tiny. I think the bar was like about, I don't know, 10 feet wide or something, and like 10, 10 by 10 or something. It's tiny, purely for people to come and try all our, all our L's. And also, uh, as I said, we a big part of the business is doing outdoor events, mobile bars or outdoor events and so forth. And we used to have people come in and test cocktails there. So it was, uh, it was always kept very, very small. But then when we started developing uh, the tavern, we, we thought we need to sort of expand the brewery. And in regards to uh, aspirations overall of bars, 
Not really. It's only when the opportunity arose where I saw a gap in the market and thought, okay, we could fill this gap, that we have the resources to do this. Did uh, did I take it? But I mean, everyone wants to own a bar. How cool is it to own a bar? It's great. Everyone wants to own a bar. Everyone wants to go. Cough themed bar. Cough themed yeah, bar. Yeah, I mean, That's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone wants to, wants to be involved in a bar and uh, you know have a beer, this, that, and just chill out and relax into the day. So it's a, it's great. So, but it, it's finding the right opportunity. Um, yeah. Plenty come up, but you've got to do your due diligence on it and see which one yeah. is worth taking. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm sure you probably had a lot of, you know, challenges and and stuff on the along the way and probably you know things you've developed obviously and grown very quickly what like what's been your biggest challenge so far so in what in what sense in in the bars or cov city related i mean i don't know it's just i just think it's it like i want to look at the like obviously there's three bars in coventry at the moment right and i think like i don't know the spire bar i think it's quite quite seems like quite a bold bar Mm. to have set up in, especially where it's located then there's like dylan's where you've had to like actually build build the place right mm. and then there's like the tavern where it's like it's cov themed throughout and it's quite, think, again quite bold you know so it's like you must have I, I think, some, some walls yeah 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 absolutely i mean there's been there's been challenges on, on several fronts uh whether it's uh construction financial uh litigation as we, there's been loads of different challenges but i think one of the things earlier on and i think it's slowly those barriers are coming down it was tough to do business in Coventry being an outsider. I think that that was a real challenge. Uh, Interesting. Uh, yeah, being uh, on the fringes uh, of not knowing anyone, because I, I I came here not knowing anyone. So I didn't have any anyone to give me a leg up or anyone to ask for advice or anything. I haven't got any, I didn't have any friends or family here initially. And um, so it, it was tough work and everything had to be done uh, right from the bottom upwards. So it was, uh, it was challenging. It, it's, the city is not, I think things have changed now, but I think when I entered, it wasn't as friendly to do business with as it is now, probably. Uh, that's my my thoughts. Uh, I think things could be easier if you're going to literally mm. come from outside, from another city, and come put your heart and soul into it. I think I think Cov's, Cov needs to show a little bit more love yeah. uh, to, be, to people like that. Personally. It does feel like, like, obviously it is a big city, right? But it does feel like weirdly like one of those places where a lot of people know each other and i can imagine if you had like a mate at the council and a mate here and a mate at the club <laughs> like sure. it probably would have been easier but of course like you say, you've got to, you've got to start that from scratch haven't you so yeah that's right that's right and, and don't get me wrong the, the journey now i mean yeah lots of uh lots of friends lots of friendly faces um but it's been a lot of hard work getting there i guess it's that yeah that building those sort of contacts you know coming from afar coming in initially it's uh it's the challenge and i, I mean i went to uh, Coventry Uni before I went down to London for sort of drama school and stuff I was at Coventry Uni so that was 2012 to 2015 and when I actually think back to the drinking venues and you know what was actually available in the city compared to now when I think of students going 10 years after I started you know and you've got Dylan Spire Bar and the Sky Blue Tavern and, and amongst loads of other things in you know Cathedral Lanes all the new restaurants and everything it, it's changed massively from when I went to uni it was literally harvester and the three weather spoons and that was basically the and anandos and that was the selection so i guess seeing you know the evolution of dylan's as well as the city as a whole with all the new things that have come in the new bars and everything and then on top of that seeing recently the sky blue tavern so you said obviously you approached the club um and, and spoke to them about working together who what where was the initial idea for a Coventry thing bar because I remember that venue uh when I went there at uni was like another one of those all you can eat 
chains, you know, the, the actual building where the tavern is. So to see it in its guise now is is incredible. But who, whose idea was it to sort of do a, a skyline so, bar? So the, the the idea to do um, to do the bar uh, was mine, uh, but it, it stemmed from us originally creating uh, the Sky Blue Army can of beer for for Covsi. and we did that initially. Soon as we so a bit of a tragic tale actually. I think it was back in March, February, we announced it, February 2020, February, March. And we were about to have a launch night at the brewery. We invited a load of supporters and all the players were supposed to come there. But then I think two or three days from that particular date, um, COVID was announced in a big way and said, no one's allowed. So the, obviously, naturally, Mike Ribbons uh, and the club stepped in and said that we can't have anyone down there. We completely respected that decision. Um, and the supporters were, were encouraging and, and uh, very uh, uh, resourceful in sort of turning up, being safe and uh, sort of looking at the cans and trying the beer. Uh, so it didn't have the launch that we, we hoped it would have had. Uh, and it's been like that for, 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 for a couple of years now. We haven't had the kind of what we needed. And then after we, we launched the beer, because uh, we saw a, a good positive uptake from the supporters, even without the massive fanfare of launching it, uh, I toyed with the idea with, with, with Dave, Body uh, and Tynan uh, at the club and said, look, you know, what do you guys think about having uh, a Cobb City themed bar? And they said, yeah, like the idea. Um, they said it would... It would be better if we are back in Cov for that to uh, for that to happen. Uh, it would be more. It would be embraced more warmly. That being the case, and I said, yeah, I agree with that. So um, I think back in 20, 2020, uh, we had those ideas and just thought about it. Twenty twenty one came, still deep uh, deep in COVID. We only got the green light. I think early part of last year uh that hey listen we could potentially do this but we didn't really we couldn't really start construction and do anything until we got the green light from the club that they were officially coming back there was so when i was playing football uh, a good friend of mine chap called sachin his his uh, family owned that particular unit and before it was before it was even considered for the sky blue tavern um he said to me, well, do you know if you want to set up a bar in town, have a look at this unit? I had a look at it. This was before Sky Blue Tavern came on the horizon, probably about a couple of years ago. And I said, it's great. But I said, you know what? I just don't think Dylan's is, is renowned enough to captivate an audience which is going to fill this place. Because it's got, it's got quite a large capacity. I mean, you probably get five, 600 people in that place, if not more. Yeah. And um, he said, well, have a look at it. I had a look at it. And then when the idea came up that we could potentially do a bar, I took uh, the... Uh, the main guys down there from Cov City, and they and they love the place um, purely because we could get the coaches in the back for away day travel, and it was a pretty prominent site uh, with some space space at the back for parking and, and so forth. Whereas you don't really get that in Cov generally. So uh, yeah, uh, started started the the construction and got it all finished with it within a few months. And uh, the only one thing, the only one uh, proviso I had from uh, the management over at the club was. We need to call it Sky Blue Tavern. <laughs> it yeah, can't be definitely. any other name. Can't be. Can't be called anything else. And I said, "Hey, I'm. I'm all over that. That's fine. Yeah, sounds like uh, a plan. Amazing. No, I mean it's crazy. Like you say, sort of about the initial idea. And I remember now. You know, the the first sort of Sky Blue Army cans of lager and. Mm. 
And then suddenly, yes, because obviously we it was the season we won League One and obviously we were playing mm. in Birmingham right. at the time. And I remember yeah. bringing out the League One winners uh beer as well. And then yeah. and then and then following that was the the stout on the vanilla, which got all the villa yeah. fans riled up, which was great yeah. to see. Uh rent living rent-free in their heads when they all were commenting, <laughs> going they were commenting, and then we were like, it's nothing to do with you, you know. But uh <laughs> but I remember all that. And then obviously the, and then the home and away kits, because it's it's I know COVID has that with it warps time, you know, that there was that second season in Birmingham, you know, the yeah. first year back in the championship is it's sort of easy to forget that we weren't in commentary and fans couldn't go. So you had that whole time as well of not being able to really sort of do anything. Yeah. Um, so obviously the, the great news that we were announced that we we're coming back to the city and obviously then that acted as the green light for yourselves to sort of, you know, get the sky blue tavern ready for obviously the Nottingham forest game was the, the target, the first game of the season. In, in in creating it and and you know in terms of the internal designs of the tavern is because it's incredible i think or any commentary fan has been you know all the memorabilia and everything who was that your creative design would the club have any impact on how they wanted it inside or yeah how did so, that work so um while while constructing uh while with the tavern coming coming along uh in the background we were just finishing off uh, the spire bar uh, Dylan Spirebar, which I managed to capture in November 2020, right in the sort of right in the heart of COVID. Um, we we had uh, a very talented lady called uh, Leanne, uh, who has a company called Black Ivy Design. That she she had some wonderful ideas for the spire, and as that was coming to drawing to a close, I said, "Look, how what do you think about um, this CCFC theme bar?" And she was all over it because obviously she's, she's a Coventry lady herself, uh, lots of supporters in her family and self and so forth. So yeah, she was all over it and she she came up with these uh, wonderful designs. So that that place is completely transformed. So everyone, anyone who knew that venue prior to the Sky Blue Tavern opening up would tell you that it, it looks nothing like what it did before. No, Absolutely it doesn't, nothing does it? Like, I mean, I, no, I think actually like. when I was at uni, it was just, I don't, I just, it was this weird, I, I can't even... It's completely transformed, you know, and obviously, you, you know, then all those outdoor booths and everything. I mean, it is, it's, it's chalk and cheese to what it was. Yeah. So it's, um, and uh, yeah, so the club had, uh, we, we, we shared the ideas with the club through some mood boards and so forth initially. And uh, yeah, they were, they're happy with everything that we, we put forward. They put a few suggestions forward, which we took on board and uh, yeah, went from there. It was, um, yeah, really positive really encouraging and we we tried to i think the only thing that we didn't end up doing which we did plan to do was to draw out a football pitch upstairs in the upstairs function room so on the, on the first floor our idea was to put like a mini football pitch in but i think that's the only one thing we didn't manage to achieve in the tavern what? apart from that pretty much it was all there I saw the visions of a, a load of pissed up blokes trying to have a five side <laughs> game <laughs> or recreating a goal from the yeah. from the game that would have been a laugh yeah <laughs> could, could have recreated Dali could have done the donkey kick you know when launching the new donkey kick beer you know in the yeah, mate, someone, pitch. someone else could have yeah I would have definitely stayed away from that one but I'm sure, <laughs> I'm, sure I'm sure I could have convinced someone else son, someone uh, else to do that for us ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And you, you mentioned the upstairs function room, which is which is brilliant. And if anyone hasn't been, they, they definitely should go. And we were I was there for the Dave Body Q&A not long ago. It's a brilliant space upstairs, uh, as is the whole of the tavern. But upstairs, you've got all the, well, a huge array of the sort of shirts and on the, you know, uh, copies of the sort of programs on the pillars and everything how did you go about sourcing all this all the shirts and things so, like that so we put some uh, we put some uh, feelers out on social media and said that if anyone has any memorabilia they'd like to sell more than happy uh, to take it off their hands and bought that off people um some people approached us privately and said look you know we've got things that no longer we have space for would you like to buy it off us and uh, a little bit of work on um, uh, going on on eBay and, and people selling uh, old bits and so forth. We we do have some interesting stuff actually that we ha- we haven't put on display yet. We're, we're going to sort of build another case. There's some, some valuable things that we have, uh, former medals and all sorts in there, which we will put up at some point, uh, just in a slightly more secure fashion somewhere in there. Because really, I I haven't put those facades and guards up in the bar because I want people to feel that it's it belongs to the supporters. I don't want to put these high rise or massive, you know, metal sort of frames where people can't look at something carefully and all this kind of stuff, because it's, it's, it's really, it's a lot of detail. If you look at the old programs, the old pictures and everything, um, magazines, there's detail and people want to go really up close and look at them. I don't want to put yes. those sort of massive guards in front. So therefore a little bit conscious about what we put up, what we don't put up, but it's for the fans and I want them to enjoy everything that's there. So it, it's come from all sorts. I think people, yeah, we, we bought shirts. I mean, we bought dozens. And I mean, I think from the initial sort of purchase, I think we still got about 30 or 40 shirts that we haven't put up yet. We just don't have the space. So okay. maybe we'll have, a, we'll have a revamp in a couple of years and put a load of other shirts <laughs> up in the future. Yeah. No, well, it certainly does. The whole of the, whole, the, whole of the tavern does look uh, incredible. And I think that the fans, you know, have certainly sort of took to it. Uh, and I know, Wardy, you're the same as me. We, we thoroughly have enjoyed ever since it opened going to the games. It's been a cracking atmosphere, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. And I was going to say, I know we sort of talked all about it, you know, what the, the vision for it now. And I guess, obviously, it clearly is, is a match day hub. Um, it's a place where people will gather before and after games. But I know you're keen on it also being a non-match day hub. And actually, it should be for anyone in Coventry, right? And it's, it's a great place to watch football. It's a great place to, it's got a good community feel to it. So I guess, yeah, what is the sort of vision for, for the tavern sort of moving forwards? So um, I would say first and foremost, it's, it, I want it to be a really, really positive drinking spot. And then we can then branch off to, it's a sports bar. There's no there's no taking away from that. It's a sports bar in day where we, you know, I think we pay literally a small fortune to the to, to, to the television providers out there with all the sort of different companies that we sort of uh, uh, help prop up in day. So it's a sports buy. It's got all, all the sports there. The food's fantastic. We launched a new menu there for the food. Um, so it's got massive new Indian mixed grill menu, which 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 is working fabulously. So it, it's it's a drinking spot. It's a place where you can go and meet up your friends, relax, play a bit of FIFA, sit on the couches, uh, watch the football um, and be there to your heart's desire. So in terms of uh, 
football fans and Coventry City fans, yes, it's their home. It needs to it, it needs to be their home, and we want it to be their home. We we are open to all suggestions for people coming down. Uh, we've got, I mean, I've just seen the inbox the other day. We've got sort of dozens of inquiries. People doing their football presentations down there, uh, and uh, doing uh, christenings and wedding parties and so forth because people are starting to see that it, it's there to stay. It is part of the community and we want it to be part of the community because it belongs to the, it belongs to the city. That's why we've done it. I mean, I recognize that from not being here. So if I, if I was a, uh, well, I hope to be a proper commentary in one day, but I'm saying if, if people from here, proper commentary and see it, it, I want them to feel like happy that, you know what, that someone's come here and put this, I mean, it's a dream for some people to put this sort of place together. You know, we need to use it. <laughs> it needs to be used. People need to come down, yeah. see it, and, and feel the atmosphere. Yeah, feel definitely. the love. Yeah, I, I think when me and Ross were in the other week, we we sat there and I said to Ross, I was like, "You could, you could have dreamt this. I could wake up and go, mate. I woke up this, I woke up this morning and someone had created a Coventry City theme bar. And you'd be like, nah, that's just silly, isn't it? But I think it is genuinely a dream come true for some people, for sure. Um, another point I wanted to raise was obviously we, we know you've got a relationship sort of with the club and. I think it's a really important one for obviously the listeners and the fans to, to know about that. And, you know, to know that, I guess, when they're drinking in the, in the tavern, in the Dylan's um, sort of pubs, that that obviously is going towards supporting the club. Because I think fans buy their scene tickets, but they're always looking for ways of how they can support the club. So, yeah, interested in sort of, you know, how that relationship works and, and sort of how important that is. So there's, um, um, there is a number of revenue streams from, uh, from all of my units, uh, products and services that go towards uh, CCFC overall. So uh, for every can of beer that's bought, uh, Coventry City themed beer, and for every Coventry themed pint of beer, whether it's a can or a pint or any sort, it goes back to the club. Um, the Sky Blue Tavern overall, uh, we pay a royalty to the club to be associated with it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all uh, a very uh, uh, expensive, but fruitful exercise for everyone involved. So I think the, I think the supporters need to understand that um, we're a new business when it comes to that. And we are supporting the club as much as we can. And hopefully uh, in many, many in future years to come as well, but we are financially helping mm. and assisting uh, in moving uh, the club forward. Which, which makes sense, I guess, because I guess for you guys, the better the club do, the better you do, right? I mean, like we just mentioned about match days at Dylan's, like, I can't believe how many people were down there. I think it was the last game of the season. It was absolutely packed out. And clearly, you know, the, the better the club do, the better results. If we do get to the Premier League, then it's only going to do do better for you guys as well, right? So it, it just makes perfect sense. Absolutely. So it's, it's And we've, we've learned, it's been a journey from the beginning of the season up until the end, because I think we really were sort of testing the waters initially. We didn't know exactly how to sort of... Uh, uh, behave or what the fans wanted initially because we just didn't have time it was such a short space of time between getting started and getting finished for the season starts to find out exactly how we were to conduct ourselves and what the fans wanted from a match day experience whether it's at the tavern or the brewery so to give you an idea at the beginning of the season I think at the brewery we had maybe a, a turnaround of maybe a couple of hundred people on a match day Towards the end of the season, the last five or six game of the season, that turnaround was thousands of people during the yeah. course of a course of yeah. a day, um, because 
it was it is the place to go. I mean, yeah, we've got an amazing DJ there. I was, uh, I was about Paul to say, are you, uh, talking about decisions over the years, I think signing DJ Big Smithy's mm-hmm. probably got to be up there, right? That must have made a big difference. Smithy is is, is <laughs> such a, a great character. He's such a such a good lad. Uh, yeah. I mean, even though he's a, he's a blue nose uh, supporter, hmm. Birmingham Six. Is he, he even he's anymore? Just, he seems like more uh, of a pop yeah, these days. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Well, you've got to see, yeah. You yeah. see his t-shirts we get him to wear. He's a, no, he's a, he's a really big character and he's very, very supportive of, uh, of us as a brand, the venues and uh, supporters. He loves it. Mm. And, uh, and the supporters see it and they feel it themselves because the singing, the chanting you get yeah. on a match day down the brewery, it's electrifying. So we've it's never electrifying. had that. That, that, that's why, I mean, obviously the reason it came about weirdly was because we obviously went to Birmingham and he was the DJ in the Roost, which was a really popular pub. But we, even in, when we were back in Cov before, we never had like a like a DJ, like someone who just gets you pumped for, for match days. We, like, we never like, had anything just, though, Wardy, did we? we no, no, no. I mean, no, we literally had the one bar in the Rico at the time. Yeah. Because the other bar that's there was the old club shop. So you had literally the pubs down Longford Road and it, the whole match day experience was dissolved, was dissolved and, and, and the Dillon's Breweries just brought that back better than it. But I, I'd say one of the best match day experiences, you know, I've been to several away games, you go to a lot, Wardy, than that I've seen. It's, it's, yeah. it, it is incredible down the Yeah, and, and, and away fans comment on it as well. I mean, the amount of stuff I see on Twitter of people like, you know, you've got your own theme bar, you've got like a cool sort of venue to go to. Yeah, it's, I think it's definitely quite unique. Um, I was going to admit, you obviously touched on the new menu at, at the Tavern. Um, Ross and I have been lucky enough to, to test, t- taste it out and obviously really enjoyed it. Um, I guess a couple of questions like, one, like why did you decide to change it? I think it was obviously a super positive move, but what made you do that? And yeah, just, just to sort of, yeah, tell us a bit more about that menu. So um, not, not having a uh, sports bar, uh, prior in any prior business, uh, I just assumed that the whole wings, burgers, fries thing was the way to go when it comes to sports bars. Because I was, I think I was picturizing, I was imagining theme bars in America, which I've been to, and uh, I thought maybe we will capture that spirit in 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 forming uh, the Sky Blue Tavern. And uh, it's what I found was uh, several months into it is that we. Um, we're just competing with every other place around the butts and around town. It's the same old, same old. So why why does someone want to come and sit down and enjoy burgers, wings and chips? Or really, they can have it for a third of the price from, from one of the takeaways around the corner. Uh, so it just doesn't make sense. So we were, was planning to do this for, for over six months now. It was just trying to find the right people uh, to bring into the kitchen to make this uh, uh, this plan and put it into fruition, uh, make a reality uh, out there. And we've had the chefs in six weeks prior, six weeks prior to going public. Purely, we wanted to make sure that it all tastes good. It passed all the taste tests from everyone uh, around uh, uh, foodies and so forth before we went to market. And and yeah, it's been a, a really really joyous occasion for us to see that people are coming in and putting so many positive comments forward uh, yeah. about the cuisine. So it was just, it's just different because it's getting involved in doing the whole burgers, wings and chips. There's nothing wrong with that, but it just, it needed something different to capture the market. And that's why I went yeah. down this route. I think there's definitely three things that go hand in hand. There's definitely curry, beer and football. So I think <laughs> you definitely sort of captured that. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Sure. I think like your wings and burgers, people can maybe get a bit sick of, but yeah. You can't you can't turn away a mixed grill and a pint and watching the football. Really. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. 
You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Well, but I mean, the food though, it, and we're not, just, you know, Wardy will agree. It, it's, it's incredibly everything about it. The curries, everything. It's so flavoursome. You know, I've been to, you know, several of the sort of, you know, traditional curry houses. You know, in Coventry, you, you know, Akbars, turmeric gold, all sorts around. I, I think the curry which we've, and I've had it several times now in various things. You've got the sort of Indian tapasy type of stuff. And before, you know, if you've got big groups of you, you've got the sky blue mega mix grills and, and all yeah. sorts that the flavor of it is, is genuinely it's, it's amazing. Like it is. And if anyone hasn't been down, they, they definitely should, because it isn't just like a, a bog standard sort of curries. It's in, like I, you were saying Pajabi sort of inspired the flavors and everything. I think I remember you saying on the, yeah. uh, the taster night, that was the, it, you know, that, the, that flavor inspiration is what you were going for. Absolutely. We, the, the, the chefs we have, we've got several chefs in the kitchen uh, and uh, assistants and uh, the chefs are veterans and they have been working in Coventry for, for over a decade each and they really do know the market. So when they put their thinking caps on, they said, well, these are the best sellers that we've worked on in the past and here's some new stuff and let's put it all together. And I said, we did a lot of tasting and a lot mm. of testing a lot of pounds and kilos were put on and beers were drunk basically to make sure that we we find we find the right combination of uh, of items to put on their menu and uh, yeah so as i said we we've had some really really rave reviews which we're we're absolutely chuffed with and we're just trying to make sure that we maintain those high standards moving forward I suppose it probably helps to be like a like a a beer or a brewer for that because obviously when you put a beer out you obviously have to do a lot of tasting and you have to really fine tune what you're putting out right so i guess if you're applying that to food then you're going to get it right, aren't you, in the end? So I guess having that mentality as a brewer has probably helped with the food, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Our, our head brewer uh, loves uh, loves the food down there. And he he can pretty much go through the menu and, and tell you which one of our beers we should be drinking with each with each wow. item to, let, to, to complement the flavour of the beer and vice versa. So that's something we will probably um, – our menu will probably change again in the next few weeks to, to actually uh, put that into action where we, where we demonstrate that. Well, I, I was going to say, because on the menu, there's a couple of certain dishes where the, the ghost town lager is, is prompted as yeah. you know, the recommended one and the sky blue army lager for another. Um, and that leads me on to what I want to talk about, really, that the beers, you know, the, the brewery in general. Uh, and obviously you've got you know, the uh, variety and sort of selection of Coventry City unique beers has sort of recently expanded again. Um, tell us a bit about you know the different Coventry City beers, and obviously you know including the most recent one, which was the Donkey Kick, which was announced you know just a few weeks ago. Well, the um, talking about the Donkey Kick, the Donkey Kick actually won a silver medal in the National Beer Awards only uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we are we are we are still yet waiting for our certificate to come through so we can actually put it online to just yeah. to uh, give. Uh, show the fans that you know one of their beers has won a silver medal in day which we're absolutely exclusive on the pod (laughs) yeah 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 absolutely we're absolutely chuffed about that that's been the case the um so all the beers that we've produced for covc are are all fantastic beers and then there's 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 different ones i mean like the donkey kick is a very very unique beer uh it's a bison bock beer very strong bit of a kick uh not necessarily the donkey kick but a bit of a kick (laughs) when it comes to that the um the uh, the Sky Blue Army is is a is a super duper beer that can be drank all day long. Uh, session beer, a little bit strong for a session beer, just under you know around about the five percent, but it's there. Um, same thing with the Cobb City um, kit beers. Uh, they're a different type of beer as well. Um, it's not all the beers are going to be for everyone, but what we found is that the 
the Sky Blue Army is a super beer which people can drink all day around. And that's one of our best-selling beers at the tavern and at the brewery, full stop. Really? The other ones we've had to create with a bit of a twist, uh, all welcomed. As I said to you, you know, it's, it's just won a silver medal. And so it um, can't be that bad. It's They're all quite unique in their, in their offerings. Um, I mean, a lot of the people don't drink the kit beers. Uh, they want to keep them as souvenirs and so forth. But there's there's great tasting beer in it. So whenever you buy one, make sure you buy two. One to keep and one to uh, one to one to taste <laughs> it in a day. But it's uh, there, um, and we'll we'll produce more. I mean, like the the, the SOTV one just came up uh, after a uh, bit of a Mickey taking uh, sort of a competition. Uh, between uh, different rival clubs and so forth. And, and we brought out SOTV and uh, it's a good beer. People like it. Yeah. People like it. And people, are, so we're, we're at the tail end of it. And uh, we had to, we actually had to make a couple of batches because the other, first one sold out so quickly. And we were just going to make a, um, a special edition one-off batch, but we got so many orders for it. We had to make another batch. So we're at the tail end of it now. And, uh, People are saying, look, you know, we want to buy more. We want to buy more. So once it once it finishes off now, I think it's at the tail end, we won't produce uh, another SOTV maybe for a, for a few more years down the line. We might do it then. But some of these beers are special edition ones, the same as the Donkey Kick. I mean, like, we are we, we are down. The Donkey Kick is, is probably going to run out in the next few weeks, so we probably will make an announcement that whoever wants some, grab it before it goes wow. because it, it it will go. Uh, same thing with the, with, the, with, the, with the kit beers. The kit beers, again, special edition beers, they will fly out. The only one uh, that's there to stay is a Sky Blue Army uh, beer because it, it, it is the the home. I mean, it is the banner for for CCFC and Dylan's. That's amazing. Uh, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, and I, I've tried a lot a lot of them, and they are all different. So as you say, you know, and as a I enjoy my beer, but it's great to have that variety, isn't it? And then not just the Coventry City ones, but even the, the Coventry themes ones, the Ghost Town Lager. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. I think that's such a, that's a brilliant, uh, really light, light beer. And again, you could have that. I love having uh, a lot of those on the match days. And then you, I've, I remember having the Spire Lager, which in contrast, that's quite strong as well. And that's, that's Absolutely. a darker, deeper color. And tell us about a couple of the, the Coventry ones as well. So, so um, Spire, we, we was produced specifically and exclusively for the Spire Bar. So that is not sold anywhere else. We, we don't produce it in cans. We don't even sell it at the brewery. Uh, it, it, it's purely for the Spire and for people that are at the Spire. And it, it sells really well, super, super well. I mean, it's one of our best-selling beers down there. It's a very strong beer. But I think it's. I think we have we produced that beer in the style that we did to honour what was there before because the um, – the venue before was into uh, very crafty Belgian, European style beers, all strong beers and so forth. And it was made to honor that rather than creating the standard sort of lager at 4% or something. We did something a little bit special uh, in honor of what was there before. Now, in regards to the ghost town, the ghost town, when we first produced it in 2020, won a gold medal uh, in Asia uh, uh-huh. for, for, for its lager. Uh, we we ha- actually haven't actually put it forward for a lot of, lot of awards in the uk yeah which we will do but yeah it's it's a great yeah. great lager it's it's one of our again uh, overall as a company it's one of our best-selling ones ghost town um not just for its uh, affiliation towards the two-tone uh, era of coventry but really uh the, the the taste of the lager it's very unique and it's a, it's a session lager which people can easily drink two three four five you can run how many pints you like of it yeah and random question uh, but- Oh, sorry, sorry, Russ. I was just going to say, just while you're saying that, like, do you get 
do you get orders from all over the world? Because obviously there's going to be expats. And like, I mean, I even I live in London. Or I order the stuff, but like, how diverse is the sort of the places where you're getting orders from? So um, that's something we're, we're we're having a little bit of trouble at the moment. We have, funny enough, got orders from about over 20 different countries around the world. Wow. Uh, unfortunately, due to yeah, due to uh, uh, alcohol and the way it is. Uh, our providers are struggling to get it over there. So we're, we're actually working to maybe move to a different transport company where they can do the hard work for us for allowing uh, alcohol to be transported. But I mean, I've seen the emails myself. We've had, we've had people in Japan after it, Australia, South Africa, several places in America, uh, quite a few places in Europe. I mean, it, it's, you wouldn't believe it. I mean, when I, when I saw that email from Japan, and then another one from China. They, they want the Cobb City Bear. Oh, mate, I was I was flabbergasted. Was, this is fantastic. <laughs> this is fantastic. This is this is bigger than I first imagined. Um, there's a there is a venue, uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it's either Australia or South Africa. I can't remember exactly which one it was now. Uh, they wanted the draft beer because they went to put it on a tap because they've got a bar there honouring a uh, lot of Cobb City supporters. Wow. So uh, so I I would say over the, over the next twelve months it will get to a point where it will be uh, delivered around the world whether it's in keg format or or in cans that's amazing that is amazing and, and and you spoke about you know the the sort of inspiration for the certain types of beer the spire the spire lager you know and that sort of belgian influence etc i mean what's the, what's the process of you know and uh when you're coming up with these beers are you, are you there sort of tasting as you said you've got your head brewer at the the brewery i mean what what's the sort of general process and do you have an idea of you know how you want it to go when you're creating these new beers as as much as I'd like to tell you that it's a really sophisticated process and we all sit around and have these massive brainstorming sessions, it's not. It's like someone's having a cup of tea and I think, wouldn't that be great if we had if we did a beer like this? And all we have to do is go and tell the brewer and the next thing you know, about five days later, we're saying, oh, what's that cooking? Oh, that's a new beer that you spoke about the other day. And that's it. Because um, Pedro, a uh, brewer, is, is, is a very, very smart guy when it comes to the, the brewing mechanism and uh, he knows everything back to front i mean like it's he's a chef he's a very very skilled chef uh, and uh, he knows what to put in to get the right flavors and he's very in tune with the market so he knows um the kind of trends that are going to be coming up in the future and he'll know what will what will what people will take and what they won't and because we put some funky ideas in the past and he said no 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 it's not going to work it's not going i mean we've had people approach us and they want us to make a beer which is cbd infused they want us to make a beer which is ginger or this or that and so forth at the end of the day and some work some don't work uh but the ones that we've made for our core range we had to make the best of the best um, but we will flutter with ideas uh, as and when they come across and uh another beer that came out not too long ago uh which i saw you know it was teased on social media around the city of coventry the the, the pineapple flavors the pine for you that's another strong one as well yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a really good one. I think that was that came up uh, as one of these sort of like, you know, uh, someone's having a cup of tea and say, oh, we need to try a different flavor. We haven't had a flavor for a while. OK, let's try pineapple. And we created the uh, Napa uh, New England IPA uh, flavored. Uh, so that's got hops from the US. And uh, yeah, it worked out really well really well really good uh response and feedback and you you need to mix it up as a craft brewery which we are everything we make is by hand so there's no mechanical automated processes pedro's got to stand there and be there through the, throughout the whole brewing process wow. and and um 
So a brewing day typically starts from early in the morning to late in the evening. Uh, and he's pretty much doing that five days a week. Uh, it's, it's a process that's done by hand. So don't get me wrong. The, there is a marginal difference with every batch of beer, but it's so marginal. You, you couldn't tell the difference. You, you, yeah. you couldn't tell the difference in there because it's, it, it's so marginal, but it's done by hand. That's hence we're, we're a craft brewery and we will come up with, with interesting beers like Napa and, and, uh, others, uh, in future years to come. And that's all part of the, the charm as well. You know, the whole idea that it's a, you know, done by hand and, and the, these craft beers and they they are incredible. And you sort of touched on it, but are there more sort of country beers uh, on the horizon? Any plans for ones come up, up in the, the foreseeable future? So we've got a couple of, we've got a couple in the pipeline right now, which will be released, I think in the next couple of months, we've got a very low ABV lager coming out. Uh, we're still toying with a name on that one. Uh, it's going to be mini something or tiny something because I think it's only about one point two percent or something. So uh, that is for probably, probably for the designated, designated driver of the day. <laughs> yeah. say, is that is that for people recovering from donkey kick? <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah, two donkey kicks and one of those. So it's uh, yeah. So we've got we've got that we've got that being released. Um, we're also uh, looking at a potential cider, uh, which we might do in collaboration with uh, another brewery uh, in the very near future too. So, uh, but at the moment, the brewery's pretty much uh, working at full pelt just to keep up demand with our core range. Uh, so uh, I think we will have this one low ABV one being launched soon and uh, probably have another new one, maybe by September. Exciting stuff. We will definitely look forward to hearing about, Absolutely. about those coming out. Um, Absolutely. I guess sort of final point for me really was just sort of what's what's the future? Obviously, you mentioned there's, there's going to be plenty more beers coming out, but... You've, there's obviously the three bars at the moment, but you know what are the plans? Are, can we expect to see more of Dylan's around around Coventry? So the, the, we have uh, we have another venue which uh, which we work very closely with, which is Draper's Bar. So we've got Dylan's at Draper's Bar. Uh, Draper's is is a beautiful uh, uh, venue which is just at the back of the Metropolis Restaurant, and uh, we're busy working uh, with Coventry Historical Trust to, to develop that place to turn it into more of a more of a uh, a place where people come on the regular, not just to listen to music and functions and so forth. So I think keep an eye out for that. Keep your ear to the ground. I think there'll be more, lots of exciting things happening around there. And we've got some interesting stuff happening at the Spire Bar in the near future as well. Uh, so yeah, we're, uh, we're just working and focusing on these and trying to make these four venues that we have uh, really good, hospitable uh, and make it a great experience for uh uh, for all our customers, new and old, uh, and I think then I think that will be uh, I think that's Coventry saturated for us unless we uh, <laughs> unless we increase unless we increase the city limits by another few miles, then we look at something else. But no, I, I think that, that that's good for us in what we have there. It's just trying to give the best experience we can uh, to everyone that comes along, and always looking to improve. I think we've got some interesting stuff at the brewery happening. Uh, for the new season as like we've got the the shuttle bus working on match days between the tavern uh, and the brewery that'd be that'd be great for for people uh who don't fancy taking an uber or the train or the bus and so forth in the day they can just uh go to the go to the tavern uh, have a beer and jump onto jump onto a bus which would be uh yeah. running that's probably something we should have should have brought up actually that's that's a really interesting point is that am i right i think that's a free service for next season it's a, it's a, it's a free service uh 
there may be a 99 pence charge, but we're trying to avoid that. Uh, but it would be pretty much free. We're just trying to work out with the, the insurance company uh, and the vehicle itself. The vehicle's going to be, the vehicle's going to be uh, owned by us. It's going to be completely branded Sky Blue Tavern. Amazing. We are hoping to have uh, some commercial shots done with it, with the players and so forth before the season starts. But that'll be a great addition to the city. I mean, imagine match days. Right. I mean, I'm just I was just thinking about it myself. Imagine match days, you drive into the stadium and suddenly you've got a minibus with like 20 odd people saying Sky Blue Tavern, CCFC and like really geeing up and say like, yeah, come on, let's do this. I think it'll be electric for, uh, yeah. for people around at the end of the day. So it's, it's literally going to yeah. run back and forth all day long. I mean, yeah, I mean, selfishly, like obviously I come from London, so it's, it's ideal. I mean, we we like to sort of stop off at the tavern for a pint or two, yeah. you know, because it's close to the station and then it's just yeah. nice to be able to, and then do Dylan's as well before the, before kickoff. Yeah. Dylan's yeah. is so convenient. So I definitely think transport will be a big help for people next season, for sure. Yeah. Um, and with, the, with, with, with all the COVID restrictions now sort of died off in the EFL, uh, we will uh, have uh, for certain uh, far more, player uh, appearances and, and club representatives uh, coming to speak to supporters at the tavern and at the brewery uh, in the coming season. But as uh, the season draws closer to its uh, initiation, we'll, we'll have more news on that, which we can sort of uh, share with you guys and the fans. Yeah, amazing. So a lot to look forward to, I think, for next season, by the sounds of it. Abs- absolutely. Um, brilliant. Well, um, that's all we've got time for this evening. Um, that's been thoroughly enjoyable. I've certainly learned a lot about yes. uh, about Dylan's, about beer, about you, Dal, which has been really enjoyable. So yeah, I just, just want to say thanks on behalf of the listeners for, for giving us a bit of your time, really. No, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Ross. Appreciate yeah, no, you, thank uh, you having much. me on board. Yeah, no worries. And listeners, do make sure that you are following Sky Blue Tavern and Dylan's Brewery on their social media pages. And do look out for some very exciting competitions and content coming up very soon. And as always, if you want to get involved in the conversation, then all you need to do is use the hashtag SkyBluesExtraPodcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.